What's up, guys? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash Tales from the Front Desk. I prepped this video last night uh, while I was staying in the hotel. I thought to myself, you know, this would be really cool. I could do an episode of Tales from the Front Desk while I'm staying in a hotel. And uh, it just, just wasn't going to happen. It was late by the time we got done with the viewing last night. And uh, I did get it set up. This is all set up from last night. Uh, and as soon as I got ready to actually record, Auntie Reddit fell asleep and uh, she was snoring. So... Not much I could do with that. It would have driven me nuts trying to see if I could filter it out or, you know, speak around it. And it just, eh. so we're doing it tonight and you'll have it uh, Wednesday morning. So, all right, let's get to the stories. Guest spent forever leaving the room after checkout. Now she's spending the night in jail. Guests had been staying with us for a while, paying cash daily, always paying late, but I only really work afternoons and don't ever hear about it. Came in this afternoon at 3 and see her name on the checkout list. She never paid for the room at all today. So I go over to her room and talk to her, and I tell her that if she can't pay for the room right away, she has to leave. She gives the usual sob story of her brother coming to pick her up from the city hours away, and she doesn't know why he isn't here yet. So I play nice. I tell her that if we're talking about a few minutes, we can wait. Otherwise, she needs to leave the room. I gave her a full half hour because this was effectively the first warning. I go back. This is about 3.40 now, and knock. No answer. Knock again. Still no answer. Knock a third time. No answer. So I open the door, and she's laying out on the bed, totally asleep. She wakes up after I yell at her and goes back to her routine of, I just need to call someone to get the money. I tell her flat out she needs to leave the room right then. Are you mad at me or something? Well, I'm not happy with you. I told you a long time ago now to leave, and you're not even trying. But I have so much stuff. I brought a cart to help out, but you need to go now. I'm cutting out so much of the witty banter because it really is all that tedious. Can I? No, you need to leave. But I just need... Ma'am, it's already 4 p.m. Haha, <laughs> no way. Yes way. That's funny, and you look so good with your hair. I've been growing my hair out, and it's starting to look good, but I wasn't going to take that beat. Ma'am, you need to leave, and if I have to tell you again, I'll be calling the police. They're going to arrest me? Probably not, unless you have a warrant, or you could be an adult and start moving your stuff. I pointedly avoided saying, leave the room because of the promise. Well, okay, but first I need to take a shower. No, you're not. If you wanted a shower before you left, you should have done it at 10 a.m., not 4 p.m. I pull out my phone and start dialing the non-emergency number. She goes into the bathroom to pee and acts like I'm going to watch her. I left since the police were now on their way. Took about a half hour for the cops to come in, and she tries to pretend she can't hear them. We can hear her talking clearly on the other side of the door. She tries to talk to them without unlocking it, and the cops get me to get the tool to open the security latch. One of these days, I'll make a tool that works better. She does ultimately open the door and talks to the officers. She doesn't see me at first, so she makes it sound like she didn't know it was so late and that she's just watching for more money. Then she sees me. Oh, he's right there. Cop doesn't care. I already told him that it was too late to pay. We just want her gone. After all, she'll just pull the same stunt tomorrow. Guest nods and says that she'll pack her stuff, then closes the door on the cop and locks it again. Cop locks eyes with me. Yeah, I'm going to take her in. I use the tool to get through the latch. It took an embarrassing number of tries, and then the cops go into the room and arrest her for trespassing. Oh boy, did this sweet old lady with a high voice and the childlike attitude change into the grouchiest ogre I've seen in years. Cops had her out of the room and started pulling all her stuff to go with her. Yeah, it's amazing that 
you could take the meekest, most mild person you've ever seen in your life. And as soon as they totally know that they're not going to get their own way, they launch off into tirades, cursing, even if they've never cursed before in their life. They're cursing. They're, you know, threatening. Uh, yeah. My dad used to say, there are givers in this world and there are takers. And, you know, sometimes it's give and take. We all know that. But the takers never give anything except excuses. Unfortunately, I know way too many takers, but hey. <sighs> well, why should I be charged for a room I didn't use? Picture this. The hotel is at full capacity, turning away call-ins and walking, saying, No siree, you cannot have this room because Mr. Jones is coming to stay. All night the receptionist waits, giddy with excitement as they get everything prepared for you. Your special welcome bag at the ready, and extra towels just how you like it. Midnight rolls around and more desperate voyagers are pleading for refuge. We stand firm and repeat, No, this room is for Mr. Jones. He's coming. Confident that our trusted friend is just minutes away. As the hours go on, our excitement turns to despair. The room sits empty down the dark hallway of broken dreams. Restless travelers forced to sleep in their car because we held that room for you, Mr. Jones. But you didn't have the decency to call and tell us we can give the room away. Just flat out stood us up like a Sunday brunch date at Chick-fil-A. A single housekeeper wanders aimlessly through your already tidy, or should I say, still tidy room. A lone shuttle driver awaits at the elevator bank, all gussied up with nobody going to the airport for your 10 a.m. flight. The cook sits idly by the grill while your favorite western omelet with extra peppers and onions grows colder and colder before him. So you see, Mr. Jones, the fee is not for the room you didn't use. It's to help mend the broken hearts left in its wake. <laughs> That's funny. I don't think I've ever not called, but if you don't give the night auditor or the clerk a certain amount of time before you cancel, you get charged a fee anyway, um, which is fine. I mean, it's a convenience fee, inconvenience fee, whatever you want to call it. And uh, yeah, because they could have rented that room out to somebody else. So I get it. Shame on you, Mr. Jones. Oh, dear. Guest slit his own throat and tried to cauterize his own wound with the complimentary clothes iron. Oh, my God. I hope this isn't real. I don't really know how to start this off, so I'm just going to go with my daily routine for that day. Please note that this incident literally happened today. If you notice any spelling mistakes, just know I'm crap-faced right now and trying to forget this horrible event. I began my day as most laundry attendants do, by making sure that the lint traps are cleaned in the dryers. After that, I grabbed my bottle of Effecto and hid to the side that I decided to strip. Before I know it, I was tasked with going to the second story of the complex and finishing the strip. And that's when I came across room 201. And like normal, I do my usual knock and yell housekeeping to inform the guests that I was here to collect any unsanitary towels and sheets. After knocking quite a few times, I decided to open the door and go in. But fortunately for me, the bolt on the door was locked, allowing me to only see the man lying on his side facing the wall. Thinking he was just a hungover guest who hadn't checked out just yet, I closed the door and continued my strip. It was only about an hour later that me and the head housekeeper went back to check up on the room, finally seeing the gruesome scene that was on the other side of that door. Long story short, the man had severed the main artery in his throat with a buoy knife in the bathroom, and in a momentary lapse of judgment, tried to cauterize his throat with the hotel iron. I just had to get my experience out there because this has effed me royally. My condolences go out to the family. What? First of all, his first lapse in judgment was trying to do himself in with a bowie knife. I don't know, maybe he had regrets instantly when it happened? 
or was he trying to do a crocodile dundee and shave and it didn't go well and then you take the time to plug in the iron to get it hot i don't know i'm just moving on no wake up call needed fire alarm at 4 a.m for everyone this happened a couple weeks ago but as a night auditor i'm still horrified i had to deal with this literally my worst fear since i started this job super chill night have one late check-in i think and it's the last day until i have my weekend 4 a.m is coming around probably the slowest part of the night until i go make coffee then i start hearing this high-pitched beep and just as i realize what it was a light flashes then i say oh f the alarm echoes through the hotel i run to the alarm panel down the hall the one at the front desk didn't work and see it's something with some pool duct. I go to the indoor pool room and it's humid as heck, but no problems. I go back to the panel. At this point, guests are coming down to the desk, going outside or just calling to ask what's going on. I call my supervisor like, what the F? Apparently this happened the other day too and no one thought to tell me. Just seems like a thing that would be nice to have a heads up about. I'm trying to silence the alarm, but it keeps going off and the lights are still flashing. So as you can imagine, guests are getting pissed. Dispatch calls me. I tell them there's no fire. My alarm is broken and it's happened before. And they say the fire department's on the way. Cool. Something I can tell guests to hopefully calm them down. Lol. Fire department gets there and they already know more than me about the situation, as they dealt with it a few days prior. No joke, the alarm was going off for a good hour. I was constantly talking to guests, trying to make coffee, talking to the firefighters and my managers over the phone. It was chaos. Plus, they couldn't turn it off like they did before. Plus, they couldn't turn it off like they did before. The fire department finally had to disconnect power to the whole alarm panel to get it to turn off. So that gave me the extra job of Firewatch the rest of the morning. Had to walk the hotel two to three times every hour. That one late check-in I had just walked out of the hotel after asking for a refund. I felt so bad. I wasn't even going to ask for manager approval. I just told her I'd make it happen. Managers told me to give reward points and half off the night for anyone else if they were really upset. We're now upgrading all of our alarms in the hotel. For sure, the worst night of all my hotel experience. I don't know. I mean, I'd be a little frazzled if I was woken up at 4 a.m. by the fire alarm in the hotel. But, you know, it's a necessary evil to have it. And things don't last forever. Things break. Even if they're maintained, things break. So I probably would have just taken the reward points and, you know, uh, taken a discount. Whatever. But, uh, I mean, stuff happens. Oh, an OP. Just think about this. The fire alarm's nothing compared to walking into a room and finding a guest who had tried to off himself and then cauterized the wound with a uh, hotel iron. So, counts your blessings. Disabled veteran. I'm very much over people lying about service dogs or just refusing to accept that emotional support dogs are not a service dog. I once had a gentleman walk in. He was an older gentleman who was wearing an old-school USMC PT shirt. I go through my usual check-in procedures for a prepaid reservation, and it's all fine. It's not until I hand him the paperwork to sign and start going over what the incidentals are for. One is the fact that we're not pet-friendly. He finally says that his girlfriend has a service dog. I ask what it's trained for, and he just shrugs and says, I don't know, depression? I explain that we don't take emotional support animals, and he starts getting pissy with me. He's going between it being a service dog to, I should have told him this before I authorized the incidentals. Finally, he says he wants his money back. I tell him the whole thing about third parties and that he needed to call whoever he made the reservation through. And then he just stands there staring at me. 
So after a while, when an actual guest walks up, I help them. I do a few other things for about 10 minutes until he yells at me and asks if I'm going to finish helping him and give him his money back. I just repeat what I told him earlier and he finally leaves grumbling and cursing me out. Two days later, we get a complaint saying that I wouldn't let him check in with a service dog, that I asked invasive questions, that I locked him out of the hotel at 4 p.m., that he was a disabled veteran and I was discriminating against him, that he served this country in the Marine Corps only to be treated like this. Now, luckily, both the GM and the owner happened to be within earshot the whole time he was in the hotel, so I didn't have to explain anything. They responded back and explained the situation with the policy, his attitude, and my customer service. But the main fact was that I, too, am a disabled veteran who served in the Marine Corps, and that's why we would not be allowing a refund on a non-refundable reservation. I'm all for disability rights, but there needs to be a better way to stop people from taking advantage. Until then, I have no problem with being more confrontational with people trying to scam the system. The audacity of some people. People do have a lot of audacity. Entitlement. I don't know. There's a lot of words for it. And uh, unfortunately, people will take advantage of anything they can. I know some disabled vets. I know some vets and other people who have true service animals. And not saying emotional support animals aren't important. They are. But as of right now, there is no law that says a support animal, an emotional support animal, there's nothing in the law that says it's a service animal. It's not licensed and all that stuff. Uh, and there's nothing to say that it needs to be let in. And there's no good way to do that, quite honestly. A true service animal has a job to do, a specific job, and it's actually trained for that job. Most emotional support animals is just a pet that people feel better about having around them. Not all. But, uh, yeah, until they figure out how to sort all that out and weed through the, uh, the fakers and the people who just like their purse puppies and whatever, <sighs> hate even the thought of that. But anyway, until they figure that out, uh, yeah, this is the way it is. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.